Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Data Astrology live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse radio frequency. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. All right, y'all. Peace, peace. Ashe Amin Ra, welcome ahead to the best time of your week ahead of time. We are live. We are in full effect right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio Frequency. Thank you so much for joining us once again. I am doing a sound check as we speak to make sure that we are broadcasting with no audio issues. Meanwhile, in case there aren't any, I am so happy and thankful to be back, you guys. Uh, um, I emailed uh, my mama's babies earlier this week, and I just told them, my goodness, if y'all could just see my little chart right now, (laughs) y'all would just say a prayer for me and keep it moving. (laughs) Uh, As you know, uh, as you can tell by the very title of the show, Sag season is upon us in the week ahead. Woo woo! We're getting super swaggy with it. <laughs> swaggy with it over here. Your favorite astrologer, uh, Mama Dada, is has sun in Sagittarius. So yes, it is solar return season for me coming up here. And if you know anything about your personal astrological chart as it relates to solar return charts, that when you're coming up on that solar return, that last little portion, uh, which I'm in right now, that last maybe about four weeks, maybe a month, about a month before your solar return, whenever it is, Um, you're going to be going no matter when it is. I don't care if you're a Capricorn. Guess what? When it's Sagittarius season, what I'm about to say is going to apply to you. For all those that my fellow centaurs and um, (laughs) archers out there, um, we're in in that season right now, okay? The season right before, quote, unquote, birthday season, okay? And during that time, it's a very sensitive time, especially emotionally (laughs) and spiritually and in every other way. And so um, I got plenty, plenty, plenty to say about that and a whole bunch of other stuff. Before we go too much further, of course, I want to give honor, pay homage, respect, revere our divine righteous ancestors, for without whom we would not be here. Asheo, Amen Ra. Um, and thank you, thank you, Brother Ampu, uh, for the continued opportunity. I promise y'all, every time <laughs> I get a chance to broadcast, it feels like the first time. It feels like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe <laughs> I get to do this. So 
It is just a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Brother Ampu. Thank you um, to all the the uh, of those who are still strongly a part of the team of Inner Peace White House, my astrology coach. I love and appreciate and respect all of y'all, Minister Jude, um, Tanika, um, um, <clears throat> Keisha, everybody. I love and appreciate you guys. Thank you for um, everything, the listenership, the support, the prayers, the good vibes, all love, and it is surely returned. So, like I said, yeah, um, and if y'all could see, the, the, the season before your solar return is going to be your 12th house season, okay? If it's your solar return or your birthday season, you're in a first house season, the season of self, the season of selfishness. It's okay to be selfish on your birthday, right? You can get away with it then, birthday season. You might get away with it the whole week, and if, you've been, if you know how to really uh, – uh, uh, stretch it out. You can Mike can get away with it all month, and so um, yeah, that's solar return season. It's first house season. So right before solar return season, guess what season that is, y'all? Twelfth house season. Twelfth house season uh, is gonna be governed. Twelfth house is governed by Pisces and Neptune. So yeah, before your birthday season comes up, guess what? It's that Neptune Pisces 12th house time to rest. Come on, you resting up for birthday season. You gotta, you gonna have plenty of time to be kick it and hang out and celebrate 12th house season that comes right before it. It's time to rest. It's time to meditate and reflect on the year you've had and the year you would like to have coming up. The 12th house is the house of endings. Okay, so when you're having a 12th house transit, like many. Uh, Sagittarius is our, um, then Sagittarius rising, then, um, you know, that's what time it is for you. And so it can, I've also likened this energy, this 12th house energy to void moon energy, which is so interesting because we're in a void moon status as we speak. Um, I didn't get to broadcast last week. Uh, if y'all can and get time, definitely, definitely, definitely check out uh, the last couple of episodes that Brother Ampu and Minister Judy, I mean, literally, it's a must-listen, uh, the Donald Trump and the quantum field of God that broadcasted just um, not that long ago. And then there was a special interview that was done with Minister Jude, the Imagination Guru. And so, yes, I encourage you guys to listen to that. Um, the one that happened post-election regarding Donald Trump was the one that replaced the show uh, last week. We didn't get to broadcast uh, because uh, that special broadcast was coming forth that we are so happy and thankful for that beautiful offering from the priesthood. So, um so I didn't get to mention to you guys everything that's going on this week. Um, currently, we've already lived through Monday's full moon in Taurus. Boy, was the hold on, let me rewind that. Sunday's super full moon in Taurus at 22 degrees. Um, that happened at 7.52 a.m. Central. And... Um, 
set around about 12 hours later that evening, 7.23 p.m. Central, the moon went on and entered Gemini, the next sign, which is the sign it's void in currently. It's still in Gemini. It's just in void status as of 4.57 a.m. Central today, Wednesday, November the 16th. Um, In our week ahead, we will be discussing Sunday the 20th through Saturday the 26th. Okay, I'm just giving y'all a little bit of recap since we didn't get to hit it last week, just to catch y'all up to where we are right now, okay? Thank you, thank you, thank you for everybody listening online and on the phones. If you are online and want to call in, uh, you can call in to listen, or if you have a question, comment, or want to just add some content to the show, please feel free to call 818-369-0368. You can listen on the phone if you're on the go and have to step away from the computer. So uh, the moon entered Gemini that evening. Now, this full moon, we didn't get to talk about this full moon. And you know why we didn't get to talk about this full moon? <laughs> we have, you, there's something in astrology. If it's in your particular natal chart, you, you would more than likely be familiar with it. It's called interception or intercepted signs. Feel free to web search it for more details uh, if anything I say doesn't fully um, resonate with you. And so your favorite astrologer (laughs) has that in her chart. And so um, it's an interesting concept because it kind of has a real 12th house feel due to the fact that you can't readily or per se, easily access the energy of the sign that's intercepted. Now, we just had a Taurus full moon. Y'all want to guess what sign is intercepted in my chart? Ha, ha, ha. Yes, indeed, Taurus. <laughs> kind of like the show last week got intercepted, and it's all love, and it's all appreciated, uh, the offering that took the place of the show last week. There's all love um, uh, in response and thankfulness for that offering. But if you want to look at it like that, you could kind of say the show last week got intercepted, okay? (laughs) Kind of mirroring and reflecting outwardly this energetic and inner inner reality of my particular um, natal chart. And so it's no, to me, it's not, mysterious that the show got intercepted last week. To me, it's not mysterious that around this time of year, look at your particular chart where Taurus is in your birth chart, okay? And you will, you should be able to recognize uh, the, the symbols, the energy, the messages uh for you natally and by transit. It's just, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I love helping my mama's babies on a weekly basis begin to recognize the, the signs and the symbols and the messages that are there for them as well. So this is just fun. Of course, when we get together on the show every week, it's way more generalized. That's why I don't do on-air readings because I, get, I go deep. I have a good amount of Scorpio energy in my chart. I like to go deep. I like to research. I like to investigate. I like to just dig until there's just nothing else to dig into. So um, if you would like me to dig into your chart, feel free to um, 
go to the episode information for this show, and you, you're able to connect with me via one-click email access, okay, directly to my email inbox from Mama Dada, okay? All right, and so with the moon void pretty much all day today, it will finally here this evening, 6.57 p.m., just in another hour or so, uh, the moon is going to go ahead and go into cancer. We're all going to go from this, like, this moon in Gemini, see, uh, um, just Gemini, the moon being in Gemini since Monday evening, uh, definitely has been a period for message. Gemini is ruled by Mercury. Mercury governs communication, messages, travel, right? Okay. Um, and so it definitely has been a time for me personally of messages being given and received loud and, and received loudly and clearly. And, um, and no small wonder, Merc on there on Tuesday, uh, yesterday, Tuesday the fifteenth, eleven twenty-two a.m. Central, Mercury sextile Mars as well. Okay, so there there's still in the air some um, harmonious energy for actions being taken in conjunction with communication and messages. So, um, Moon enters. Cancer here in just a bit. We're going to become emotionally satisfied through Friday night when the moon enters Leo, the next sign. We're uh, Between now and then, we're going to be emotionally satisfied to nurture, to be nurtured, to feel supported, to feel um, strengthened in our inner emotional foundation. Okay, you don't. You, the fourth house that governs Cancer, that you know, the mother and the more nurturing parent. Um, that area of space is represented at the very bottom of the circle wheel chart. It's at the very bottom. You, for In essence, you've got a top, a bottom, a left, and a right. Well, the fourth house cancer is on the bottom. And so that's where your foundation is going to be. That's where your emotional security is going to be. That's where your family and home is going to be and your roots and your ancestry and where you come from and your place of residence, okay? So... Uh, we're going to be emotional. We'll probably be like all in homebody mode, you know. Um, I don't know if it's getting really cold at night where you are, but, um, you know, probably just stick closer to the house and, you know, nurture yourself and whatever yourself emotionally. Fourth house is a water house, an emotional house. So you're going to nurture yourself in ways that are emotionally satisfying, okay? Um uh, Friday here coming up, we do have a Mercury-Neptune square, 10.04 a.m. Central. I'm just running through these for y'all. If you'd like to um, do a web search for any further details, feel free. I'll, you know here in the week ahead when I talk about the 20th through the 26th, I'm not going to leave any stone unturned, but I'm just giving a little recap to catch us up to where we are now. <clears throat> Friday also... Uh, the moon goes void at 4.02 p.m., okay, central. And so then there just a few hours later at 9.14 p.m. central, the moon finally enters Leo. Friday night, uh, we're going to be ready to play. 
You know what I mean? Leo's a sign of fun and enjoyment and games and sports and romance and dating. Friday night's a great date night, you know. It's ruled by Venus. So uh, Leo's ruled by the sun, but Friday, the, the, the planetary energy that governs Friday is Venus. So that's already a good love and money day. But with the moon being in Leo that night, uh, we're going to want to have fun. We're going to want to enjoy ourselves and get out of whatever we were going through while the moon was in Cancer because it was likely emotionally deep. And, uh, you know, if we nurtured ourselves, then we're ready to play. And if we didn't nurture ourselves, we're at least going to be ready to get lifted up out of that emotional quagmire into this fiery, passionate area of space where we can live an enjoyable life, at least for a few days. <laughs> um, Saturday, the 19th, Saturn actually leaves the retrograde zone. So, yeah, um, Saturn has uh, been direct here for quite a while now. And it finally gets out of that zone, so Saturn's going to be um, charging through new Sagittarius territory um, at 16 degrees and 24 minutes. So it's halfway through Sag, okay? Capricorn, Saturn is coming for y'all next, and y'all going to get to feel what us super Sagittarius have been going through. It is a serious transit. Saturn and Sag. For all the, if you're a Sag out there, I don't even have to tell you what this transit has been like because Saturn doesn't play. Saturn is the parent. Saturn is the teacher. Saturn is the authority and the elder. And Saturn makes you toe the line. Period. Okay, you're not you're not doing shortcuts. You're not doing a whole lot of extra. So really when you get into the house, it's transiting. Like for me, it's transiting an area of space governing relationships. So I can't play around. <laughs> I just got through telling y'all Saturn and Sag means business. And Sag ain't used to that. Sag is governed by Jupiter, right? So Sag is all about it. Expanding and growing and advancing and going higher and going on journeys. Trust me, Sag does not want the parent cracking that whip on these adventures we're trying to have and these, you know, these higher, long-distance journeys we're trying to go on. Ain't nobody trying to get restricted and, you know, um, boundaries put up. That's the very antithesis of Sagittarius rule Jupiter energy. And so for all my Sagittarius out there, I feel your pain. <laughs> but trust me, trust me, trust me, um, even if it is in the area of going through an area of, relate, uh, of your chart, like it is for me governing relationships, um, build Saturn. And even though Saturn is, yes, the hard work, it's, it's really not playtime when Saturn's around. And even though it is, you know, you having to be disciplined and serious, and, you know, mature, um, it's going to pay off. It always pays off. Saturn always pays one way or another. Saturn is karma. So whatever work you're putting in, I don't care if it's in relationships, if you're putting in work at work, on the job, if you're putting in at 
putting in work, uh, you know, in in the area uh, of like the fifth house, if it was play and enjoyment, but you're having to be serious in that area now. Um, just know that for for the hard heart, smart work, smart work that you're putting in, that it will and does pay, okay? Just stick with it, stay with it. It's coming out of Sag um, soon enough and going into Capricorn, so we'll have a whole other area of life getting it. But for all my Sages out there, for sure, hold on, okay, Sages. We're almost getting to the point where we get to have a solar return without Saturn in the darn chart, Saturn in our sign. (laughs) So um, additionally, Saturday, now Saturn leaves the zone at 5.56 a.m. Central, at 5.03 p.m. Central, Venus does sextile Neptune. That's a beautiful, beautiful alignment for anything artistic, creative, spiritual, unconditionally loving. Get it, okay? Um, and then uh, sat on the 19th uh, Saturday at 6.43 p.m. Central, Neptune Station Direct at 9 degrees and 14 minutes of Pisces, Okay. It will finally leave the zone, the uh, retrograde zone. Neptune will finally leave that on the 10th of March, 2017, okay, at 12 degrees Pisces in two minutes. All righty, y'all. We did that. Um, you know, it, it happens from time to time. Or it, You know what? It's never really happened before, although we haven't always had the shows on Wednesdays. But, you know, we're gonna roll with it. That's how we do around here. We've been ready. We've been ready, preparing for, and expecting change for a long time. If you've been following my Madonna astrology, so this is nothing new to us. We just make the adjustment. We stay flexible. We flex on everybody and everything. Ain't nothing that can come up. Ain't a transit that can pass. <laughs> that we're not at least ready to flex on. You, you'll be able to really flex here uh, in Sag season. Sag is a mutable sign like Virgo and Pisces and Gemini. And so these signs, um, uh, really Sag more so I think than anybody, maybe Gemini would rival Sag, but um, – you know what, all of them, really, uh, Sag, Gemini, and Virgo, uh, Sag, Gemini, and Pisces, I would not say that per se about vir- all Virgos. I know some flexible Virgos, but I know some really earthy, kind of stuck-in-the-mud or the ground energy kind of Virgos that are very inflexible. But all the other three uh, mutable signs, I would say, you know, we can roll with the punches and we can keep it moving. So with that being said, drum roll, please, we are now in our week ahead. Let's take it from the top, y'all. All right. We start the week out Monday with the last quarter moon in Leo there at 2.33 a.m. Central. Kicker is that sun square moon aspect that denotes a last quarter moon actually throws the moon into void status. Now, only for an hour and one minute at 2.33 a.m. Central, so most people won't even miss it. They they will miss it because they're likely to be asleep. Um, 
but it's just for an hour and a minute that the moon is void. <clears throat> and now this last quarter moon is in Leo at 29 degrees. So it's only, what, an hour later at 3.34 a.m. that the moon actually enters Virgo. So the moon is void just like for a blink. But this last quarter moon phase cycle, okay, the last quarter moon, that third quarter before the moon is new again, that next major phase post-full moon is going to be in Leo at 29 degrees. Now, Leo governs that fifth house that's ruled by the sun. Now, y'all know a little bit about this sun energy based on birthdays and solar return. Sun and solar is the same energy, okay? And so when it's your birthday or your solar return, the sun is, for all intents and purposes, shining on you. The sun is in the same area of space where your sun was when you were born. And so this sun, Leo, fifth house energy, has an air or a feeling of uh, ego. Ego is a key word for Leo and the sun and the fifth house. The sun is shining on you. You're feeling good. You're feeling yourself, okay? I'm trying to describe and color in this Leo energy for you to help you with the energy of this last quarter moon we're going to start the week out with here on the 21st and the week ahead, okay? And so there's a self-centeredness to Leo. And um, the square that this Leo moon is going to be making to the Scorpio sun for literally the last hour that the sun is in Scorpio is significant nonetheless. This is a marker. This is a marker just like a solar return. When that sun lines right on up with where the sun was when you were born, energetic imprint for your next year ahead. That's why it's so very, very important what you got going on around the time of your solar return, who you got around you, what energies are, you know, in play, okay? Leo moon squaring Scorpio sun could potentially have you feeling like your self-confidence that ego is draining. Why? Because the very Scorpio sun that's squaring this Leo moon has an eliminating, purging, detoxing effect, okay? And so these two energies are squaring off at the time that the sun is squaring the moon at this last quarter moon, okay? And so even if you are more naturally, you know, secure in yourself and calm, you could experience easily at this time here in our week ahead to even start out the week a little a little energetic draining, okay, on you. Could, okay? Um, definitely something wants to be purged, released, drained out, okay? Emotionally, we are talking about the moon here. Mood, mood, emotions, okay, emotional habits. And so uh, if you, you know, a spiritual release or letting go, uh, an emotional release or letting go, it could literally be you need to have a good cry. I told you all quarter moons talk about turning a corner, an energetic corner. You should have felt uh, from the first quarter moon that we had, uh, 
every time, every time I talk about it, and, and then to recap it when we go back, there's always this significant shift. These quarter moons are no joke. You're going to turn an energetic corner. You're going to turn an emotional corner. You're going to turn a corner in your experience and, and, and practices. Some kind of way something's going to shift on Monday, okay? It's going to shift on Monday. And so I want y'all to know now that whatever in whatever ways things are shifting in your life, if you're listening to this perhaps on Monday, I want you to know that you can engage in some creative release exercise, you know, at this time or emotional release exercise. It literally could be a cry. It could be, let's see, in Leo... It would be something passionate. Leo's a fire sign. You could you could write something down and literally burn it. You know, the moon would still be waning at that time from the full moon. So any kind of releasing ritual or flushing something down the toilet, flushing it down the drain, that's going to be, you know, maybe something that you might consider Monday that will be appropriate to help you maneuver through this energy and, and success fully turn a corner because guess what? Not even an hour later, my baby, the sun goes into sage and ain't go ain't nobody got time for no nothing less than mastering these energies and maximizing these opportunities and potentials energetically, spiritually and emotionally. When the sun is in sad, Jupiter ruled, the great benefic. Ain't nobody got time for anything less than these high vibrations. So uh, anything that has caused you pain in the past, you know, it's here when we turn this corner, it's the time to let it go. The moon is waning. Let it go. By the time we get that new moon popping, then we'll be ready for that new new if we have done the sufficient job of letting go. And this quarter moon with Scorpio and Leo just so happens to help us with that. I, for one, am extremely thankful. <laughs> so let's see. Quarter moon, y'all. I was just checking to see. Uh, okay. I got so many things going on in my head right now, and I just got a little sidetracked. But um let these emotions come. Leo is a fire sign, so I'm not going to sit here and advise you to put out your fire. Well, whatever's going on with you Monday, just suck it up. Just, you know, let it go. Forget about it. No. Let whatever it is, it's probably going to be strong because it's a square. So that's, that's automatically producing tests. That's automatically producing challenges. That's automatically producing a pressure situation that is either forcing you to turn a corner or giving you an opportunity to turn a corner or um, forcing you to grow and build and to test, you, to test you and prove you. So allow the powerful, passionate, fiery energy thrive and, and exist. Don't try to hose it down. But utilize that fire, stir that fire up within you to, to call on all of your emotional resources, your passionate, energetic, spiritual resources, okay, 
to be the strongest, to be at your strongest. Scorpio is a sign ruled by Pluto and power. And there's nothing more powerful than knowing your own power, knowing thyself, knowing the mysteries that lie on the inside of you, Scorpio energy. So you can shine Leo energy at the Leo Scorpio quarter moon if you need to. Everybody not ready for you to shine, okay? Everybody not ready for the, the spotlight to be on you. So it could be a time of rest and quiet, alone time, okay, around Monday. If it is, it just is. Your fire to to burning too bright and strong. Everybody's not ready, especially when it's a Scorpio square. But by all means, let that passionate fire out. Do not hold it in. That moon's still going to be, it's going to be half full. Hey, go out and do your quarter moon rituals <laughs> and shine under the half moon. How about that? In the uh, the final moments of the Leo sun, if the sun is shining where you are, in the central time zone, it'll be 2.30 in the morning. So, all right. Um, last quarter moons definitely are really the beginning of the year. Right now, we're still thick in this Taurus full moon season, and we will be uh, through the new moon. And, you know, whatever manifested for us as of the 14th, when the moon was its most full, the most full and bright that it's been in 68 years, super moon, super full moon, you know, we've already seen what our harvest was going to be by now. All, all, all of our Taurus harvest. Uh, Taurus governing love and money relationships, you know, and, as well as what we value. And so we've seen that good, bad, ugly, indifferent. Um, and so as of, when was that discriminating me? Y'all? I think that's what I was looking for. Yeah, as of tomorrow, it'll be the disseminating moon. So we'll be able to, you know, talk, speak on it. You know, we'll, we'll be able to speak on and disseminate what we have gleaned, what we have harvested from full moon in Taurus season, okay? It's still in that season, like I said, through the new moon, but it's a new energy as of tomorrow to go ahead and start disseminating there um, at 10 degrees of Cancer. And uh, so as of this last quarter moon on Monday, it definitely is going to be a time, like I said, we're turning a corner and in so doing, it is a time to tear down the old structure and prepare the way for new ones. It's not, it's no, more, no crying over spilled milk. Whatever was going to be gleaned by the full moon, it, we gleaned it already. Hell, as of tomorrow, we're going to be disseminating on it one way or the other. Well, hell, I learned this don't work. You know, uh, that this is what the full moon illuminated and showed me. I learned I'm going to have to make this adjustment or change. I learned that this no longer is working or never really was, but this particular full moon just, you know, put it in my face. Whatever the full moon in Taurus represented for you, uh, by the time we get to Monday, it's going to be time to go ahead and 
you know, get what you can. Uh, whatever uh, whatever you harvest, uh, you know, there are parts that remain. You, you gather what you can at the full moon from the harvest, and the parts that remain start to, at the last quarter moon, as of Monday, they're going to start to wither and die back into the ground, okay? And what is left of the fruit also begins to prepare its, so this is the beginning of the end as of Monday, okay, in a sense. Uh, we're tearing down old, preparing for new, and there this this corner we're going to turn is this is going to be related to this core level of discontent with existing structures in our lives. Things cannot stay the same. We found that out as of the full moon. Oh, something got to give. Something got to change. But even if you found out something actually was working or has been working. It may need to be updated, renewed, refreshed, upgraded, revised. So um, it's definitely a time of action at the last quarter moon. It's time to do something. It's time to tear down what is not useful anymore, okay? Because this new moon is going to be upon us here in just a little bit. New moon is actually on the 29th in Sagittarius at seven degrees. So make the last quarter moon count so you can make all the necessary room you need to make. You you got all the stuff you can do something with and you've taken that and you're done you're you're doing whatever you need to do with that. You've taken the stuff you couldn't do nothing with, broke that down, tore that down. Okay. Either due to discontentment Oh no, this I, I can't I'm not content with things the way they are. Or just a desire for change in your environment, okay? Either way it goes, it's time for action. Time to review some things. Come on. Time to pay some things off, close some things out. Maybe time to receive some things. Maybe you figured out at the full moon, look, this is not only is this not gonna go this way anymore, but You owe me. How about that? How about my restitution? How about my reparation? (laughs) And so um, it's a good time to pay any debts. If somebody owes you something, last quarter moon is a good time to ask for it. Running my monthies, giving and receiving rewards. Um, If you need to evaluate, kind of like reviewing, taking inventory, taking stock. Um, you're going, you're he- headed towards that 12th house uh, energy of the balsamic moon on the 25th, okay? The 25th is Friday. As of Friday, the 25th, between then and the 29th, just four days later at the new moon, is going to have that 12th house feel on it. Where you're not really doing anything except that 12th house feel of resting and meditating and, and releasing and, you know, um, uh, you're taking taking it all in, kind of like I described with that 12th house right before your first house transit, that 12th house transit, you're just, you know, you're reviewing the year you just had. Right now, as of the balsamic moon on the 25th, we're going to re- be reviewing the month we just had, right? 
on our way to this new moon season and 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 we'll probably do be doing a lot of review of what you know goodies this Taurus full moon super full moon in Taurus had brought to us energetically and spiritually okay so that's Monday and I've spoke on a couple of different things throughout the week like that balsamic moon on the 25th but um also on Monday, 3.34 a.m., like I told y'all, just an hour later from the last quarter moon, from the moon going void, the moon does enter Virgo, uh, mutable earth sign. And so we're going to be, that governs the sixth house ruled by Mercury. We're going to want to be busy. And not just busy for the sake of being busy in Virgo. <laughs> we want to be busy for the sake of being productive, okay? We want to be busy for the sake of... We want to be busy for the sake of adjust, making adjustments and organizing, clearing, purging, refining, and detoxing. So uh, it's so apropos with this last quarter moon in uh, Leo for uh, the moon to thereby enter um, Virgo afterwards. Uh, just on the heels of a last quarter moon period for the moon to enter Virgo is going to help, okay, because we're already having to turn a corner at this last quarter moon. So here, just an hour later, with the moon entering Virgo, we get some help. We get some mental help with Virgo being ruled by uh, Mercury. We get some help getting our mind right about some of these adjustments that we're needing to make as we turn a corner. And so Anything that, that needs to get done that requires patience and attention and focus to detail, where we need to, like, click it and get into our zone to get it done, something real mundane like cleaning, something real laborious, this is going to be a real good energy for that. So if you need to turn a corner as of next week, early next week, Monday, and uh, <clears throat> you're going to have help. You're not without help in this week ahead if you need to turn an energetic corner. Just be Virgo. It is ruled by Mercury, but it is an earth, so be willing to work. If you're willing to work, work until you see tangible, see physical signs of your effort paying off, then this is going to be, you'll, you'll be able to do something with this energy uh, potentially uh, creating pressure or a need or a cause for you to turn a corner here in the week ahead. Um, if it's a big task, if it's time-consuming, if it requires concentration, this is the energy that allows you to either sit there for as long as it takes you to get it done or that allows you the mental capacity to break it down into bite-sized chunks to get it done. Either way, fooling with Virgo, the sign of work and service and health, it's going to get done, okay? Um, this would be the same area of space where you are, you know, able to take on a task like cleaning, something laborious like getting organized or gardening or decluttering. Um, is it, under this same sign would be actually people in service-oriented uh, industries like house cleaning, housekeeping, maid service, you know, laundry service, any service, the milkman, that's a service, they would fall here as well. These people are on their job. They do things routinely without variance, you know, like a groove. They 
mailman going to run every day with that mail. May not be the same mailman, but that mail is coming. <laughs> That's Virgo, okay? Once again, it is Mercury ruled, so this could be a time of much um, conversation. The conversations had while the moons in Virgo are, are going to be definitely more analytical, you know. Know any Virgos? <laughs> They're really keen on the details and analyzing things and breaking them down, and they can talk about something ad nauseum. Um, they can be critical in fault finding if they're low vibrational, but these people also can just be so productive and um, probably uh, good with money or at least, you know, can get money uh, fairly easily. But definitely health. Um, Virgo also governs health. So, here in the week ahead, um, starting on Monday, we may be emotionally satisfied to refine our eating diet or exercise routine, okay? Um, just take a look at it, uh, make any modifications that we choose to. It'll probably be on our mind to drink more water, to, to stretch or fast or walk or jog or, or volunteer or, you know, give or take some constructive criticism, um, bringing order to chaos. These are all things that are likely to go on under a Virgo moon, okay? Helping others, being of service to others. Um, Monday afternoon, 3.22 p.m., the sun finally. Oh, my fellow Sagittarius, we have waited a full year. We've been patient and waited our turn. It is Sagittarius season as of 3.22 p.m. Central on Monday. And so we're coming up out of this area of space, Scorpio, of deep and intensity and need for intimate connection, uh, uh, you know, with other people and with ourselves, getting in touch with ourselves as well as others where we've been, where we still are. Uh, but it, as of next Monday afternoon, it's going to shift. It's going to shift to this focus and desire to expand, uh, to connect with expansion or expanding energies, okay? Um, this is a fire sign. It's mutable. So there's there's just passion to move passion to travel. When I say move, I mean travel. I mean go. Uh, Sagittarius is known as the wanderer, okay? And so that gives you an idea of this energy wanting to go higher, go further, go expand, go grow, go advance. And so, you know, no fire sign, all fire signs just talk about this passion and this energy to get something moving or to get something done, okay? There's there's a level of passion and fire that is needed that fire signs bring to the table, okay? With Sagittarius specifically, we're, we're not afraid. We're, we're, we're courageous to go on these journeys, okay? We're courageous to expand and and branch out, okay? And we're optimistic. 
Sagittarius, which is Jupiter ruled, is an optimistic energy that focuses on the big picture. We're not worried about the details, even though the moon will be in Virgo at the time. Uh, um, We're focused on, um, you know, the big vision. And so we could overdo based on, you know, this, these expectations that are so optimistic or so far-reaching. Um, but we, on the highest end, we can nurture our beliefs, we can nurture our faith, our hope, and the vision that we do have for ourselves, okay? Um, Sagittarius, um, people seek the truth, okay? They're truth seekers. And they do this by this expanded quest for knowledge and wisdom, okay? They want answers. We want answers. We want the truth, okay? And they're willing to go on a long-distance journey to find it. They don't mind. They, they, they are fueled by their broad-minded approach to life in general. And so um, this sign, these people would be very, very interested in religion and philosophy and in anything that supports that, this quest and journey that they're on internally, okay? These people, Sagittarius, want to know the meaning of life, and they want to feel free, unencumbered, uninhibited while doing it, okay? Um uh, the Centaur reference to Sagittarius refers to um, ancient Roman mythology, and the Centaurs were considered intellectuals, okay? And so um, these Sagittarius tend to be big thinkers, clear thinkers, um, and they, you know, of course they like it, tend to, uh, when they a point of view that they have thought out, well thought out, and that others agree or appreciate or acknowledge, okay? Um, But on the low end, of course, that could manifest as self-righteous and needing to be right or, you know, making them argumentative or blunt or, like I always mention, the foot and mouth syndrome (laughs) with Sagittarius, that that can get really real sometimes. they they tend to be good listeners, though. We tend to be good listeners because of the mutability. We're flexible, adaptable. We're not a cardinal sign, so we don't have to run the conversation. Um, so we can definitely, Sagittarius can be good listeners. Um, they want, they want, Sagittarius wants knowledge, information, wisdom, anything that's going to expand us. And so they may also, like if you have a sad Sagittarius child, this child would need room to explore. Uh, I remember even me as a child, I didn't go to regular uh, um, school for long. I was in the second grade, I believe, when I was first, no, no, fifth grade, when I was introduced to these schools for gifted children or, you know, children with expanded learning ability, 
And so I was left to my own devices in the classroom many a times, which is perfect for a SAG, as opposed to, like, giving them this curriculum. Um, You know, you give them room to explore. Now, you give them, now, this has to be done. I had certain assignments that had to be done by the end of the week. But the beautiful thing about it for me at the time was that I could go ahead. I would be five and six lessons ahead because I was given that freedom to learn and explore. I was a fast learner. I didn't want to be on lesson one for a week when I could do six lessons in a week. And so, you know, thankfully my parents were progressive enough to put me in a situation where I was not held back, but I was given the the room I needed as a fad. They weren't thinking like this. But it was it was a beautiful benefit for me that I was given these experiences where I had the freedom to learn, the freedom to grow. I was given opportunities to travel as a child, you know, to other countries and have experiences with other expanded through experience, new experiences to even have foreign um, students come live with us temporarily in our home. So. That's perfect for a sad child. Give them room to explore their world, okay? Because if they feel hemmed in now, if you hem a sad in, you're going to see another side of sad where they're impatient and difficult and unpleasant, which is just not even characteristic of a sad. If you know a sad, you know that we're fun, we're funny, we're fun to be around. So if we're not in a good mood, Something is really wrong, okay? And it likely has to do with us feeling like we can't expand, explore, and grow. <laughs> um, uh, Jupiter that governs Sagittarius in ancient Roman times was considered the king of the gods, okay? So a lot of Sagittariuses, we have a sense of roy- royalty. It's just energetic in us, Okay. And so, um, but but Sag is as noble as they can be, noble leaders at that. Um, They generally are generous. They generally are just. There's a certain degree of legality and court systems that are associated with Jupiter and Sagittarius, okay? So these people would make good judges, right? Um. They can't, Sagittarius can uh, exaggerate, uh, not because, now they're truth seekers, so they're not exaggerating to lie. It, they're fire signs, so they're passionate, and they can be outspoken, okay? They're forever searching and reaching for knowledge, understanding, and answers. So if, if they are exaggerating, it tends to be because of that, um, and they're and they're optimism that doesn't flinch in the face of adversity, you know what I mean, that could, it's just, it's there, and it's it's an abundance of it. Um, Sagittarius tend to be lucky, okay, that luck is associated with expansion in Sagittarius, so uh, these people tend to feel lucky and gamble, and uh, they're smart, and uh, but they could have tendencies to procrastinate, okay, and and self-indulge because sometimes things can come really easy to Sagittarius, okay, and they also have a charming, sociable nature. They, this is a sign that governs adventurousness and humor. 
who wouldn't want who wouldn't want to be associated with somebody like that? Doesn't that sound like a fun person to know? <laughs> and so, um, and so uh, these people, because of the fire element that governs Sagittarius, they can fire. You can't really control it, right? And so they can move on from thing to thing without looking back. Because, why? Because that very Jupiter energy always wants to go further, always wants to go higher, always wants to know, know more, always wants to go on to the next adventure, okay? And so for most Sages, it's they're motivated by action and adventure, okay? Um, they tend to be athletic and physical, and, and and good stamina, and, you know, that bodes well for their adventurousness. They got the energy to go on these adventures. They got the energy to go on the long-distance journey, right? So, because uh, it's Jupiter, come on. Uh, these people are... <laughs> yeah, I already talked about the foot and mouth. And, yeah, it's just a lot. It's that fire energy. And the opposite end of Sag is Gemini, which governs, you know, communication and stuff like that. And so, you know, sometimes the Sagittarius can go too high, right, higher. Um, they can go too far or too fast, fire, <laughs> And that's what can cause the foot and mouth syndrome, the, the, the people where their feelings are getting hurt because Sag just, it wasn't that they, what they said wasn't true. <laughs> it's just that everybody is not ready to have, you know, their life handed to them on a Sagittarius-lined platter because <laughs> it's, just, it's just a matter of being straightforward you know that archer. You see that bow and that arrow when you see the the glyph for Sagittarius, and the, and we shoot it straight. I used to say all the time before I even started studying astrology, I had no idea why I said it, but I knew why I felt it because I don't like to play around or waste time. And I used to say the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. And and it would come up in my conversations with people in my per- personal relationships where, you know, well, why did you have to say it like that? And why, basically, I've and I've literally had people ask me not to tell them the truth, and I've literally had people who want me to sugarcoat stuff to them because they literally could not handle my delivery. They know it's all love. They know I love them unconditionally, but it. it during you may find in sad season. I'm going deep in this energy for y'all because we got about 30 days of it to live through, whether you're a Sagittarius or not. And this is going to be a prevalent energy, so I'm just kind of helping break it down so you can recognize it when you see it. Is somebody really going off on you trying to hurt your feelings, or is somebody Sagittarius's motto is "I see" or "I perceive." And a lot of times they're just telling you what they see. In my experience, everybody's not ready to hear it. So let that, you know, my personal source, uh, you know, experience with the Sag frequency, uh, let it kind of help you through the next 
uh, here in the week ahead um, and for the next 30 days while the sun's going to be in Sagittarius to deal with it better. It's it's all love. Most Sagittariuses are well loved and liked, but it, it sometimes it's a hard energy to take because it doesn't pull any punches and it's full of fire and passion. Okay? Um, the, these people tend to be very spiritual, okay, and true believers. There's probably so, we're probably so lucky because we really live the truth that we believe. We're congruent, you know, and so, um, but, but, uh, it tends to be for the highest good that these people are curious, okay, and spiritual and such strong believers. And so with that, they tend, they do tend to easily attract others on high vibration since Sagittarius is a sign of optimism and humor, a good time, basically. <laughs> and so it should be a good season for everybody during Sag season. The, whole, the holidays, the, the United States holidays come up during Sag season. Every Sag season, without fail, is going to include the U.S. holiday of Thanksgiving and the U.S. Um, holiday of Christmas. Uh, well, actually, Christmas technically comes in Capricorn season, but really close. Um, and so it's a good socializing energy for sure, okay? Um, sports, anything physical, active, like literally any sport would be good, especially those that impact and influence the legs and the hips that Sagittarius governs, and those thighs, them Sag, thighs, all my Sag sisters know all about it. (laughs) So um, it'll be a good season for that as well. Anything mental, Sagittarius is the higher mind. So any mentally stimulating games or sports like chess and any kind of debating would be cool. Um, And anything like playful and flirtatious, Sag is all about that as well. Uh, Okay, so, yeah, celebrities that were born with Sun and Sag, and I'm actually going to name the ones that were born with Sun and Sag in the same house as me first, which would be Little Richard, Dionne Warwick, um, Arnell Simpson, I do believe is OJ's daughter, Eli Whitney, who invented the cotton gin, and then other Sun and Sagittarius that uh, their son is not in the same house as mine, but they're still sad. super Sagittarius, Jay-Z, Bruce Lee, Nicki Minaj, Jimi Hendrix, Tyra Banks, Tina Turner, Jamie Foxx, Sam Jackson, Trey Songs, The Game, Lucky Luciano, yes, Jupiter, the sign of luck, ruling Sag, and Sagittarius born Lucky Luciano, DMX, The Dogman X, Zoe Kravitz, Richard Pryor, and the late Michael Clark Duncan, okay, all super Sagittarius's. And y'all know that I got some horoscopes. Couldn't couldn't let it go without the horoscopes. If y'all don't get anything else this show, although um, I'm going to run through a couple of more items in the week ahead if I can. But for right now, let's get to these horoscopes, okay, so you can understand better 
how Sag season is going to affect you by way of your sun sign, um, by way of your moon sign, especially if you are a woman, listen out for that moon sign. But that's going to talk about how you're going to be most satisfied emotionally to uh, maneuver through Sag season. And then for your rising sign, okay, this is what you are most likely to experience in your physical body. Um, here we go. Sag, y'all know I start with the sign where the energy is happening in, and since sun is going into Sag, Sag is up first. Uh, a shout out to Astrology King. Uh, dot com for uh, the general transit information and for the dark pixie astrology for the horoscope information and super duper shout out to myastrologycoach.com and the learn tab uh, primarily where I send a lot of my mama's babies to get uh, general astrology information. Moving on, Sagittarius, while it is your time to shine in super Sagittarius, Sagittarius season, you are going to feel real comfortable in the spotlight, Sag, okay? You're going to love getting your little attention and receiving your praise and uh, focusing on the new opportunities and creating new opportunities, Sagittarius, for yourself. In Sag season, okay, Sagittarius, take, you can take advantage of this all Sag season. It really can be your birthday all month if you are focusing on new opportunities and creating new opportunities for yourself. And the impact is going to be sensed, felt, and uh, built upon energetically for the entire year ahead, Sagittarius. You are programming your year ahead in Sagittarius season. So make it count, make it good. Uh, you're likely going to be enthusiastic and excited anyway about life. And so this first house energy governed by Aries and Mars is going to give you the impetus and the initiative and the courage and the energy and the drive and the passion that you need, Sagittarius, to take the first step with a project or plan, whatever you want your year ahead to look like, you got to have a first step to that plan. And so this is the energy you need somewhere in this month, Sagittarius, of sun and Sag. Take that first step, okay? First house of energy ruled by Aries and Mars. Aries ain't sitting around waiting on nobody to do nothing. They just getting it done, and that's what you're going to be wanting to do and, and this kind of energy you're going to want to flow in and with Sagittarius here as of the week ahead. Uh, now, do your homework first, Sag, because you know, you know, that Aries, that Mars energy can just go out on a limb. Uh, so you definitely want to be smart about these new moves that you're going to be making, but uh, you're going to come across as warmer, funnier, and friendlier while you're doing it, Okay. Pisces, Pisces, um, you're going to be going through sad season, uh, experiencing it through your 10th house, okay, the very top of the chart, the most seen and public part of the chart where your public responsibility is like your career and life direction where you have to be responsible, okay? So, Pisces, you can feel more ambitious and focused on your goals for your life at this time. And you can work hard for what you want. 
You can do your homework to try to make smarter decisions and work to hit your stride. Hit a high point. You can hit a high point during Sag season, Pisces, okay? A high point, when I say you can hit a high point, I mean if you've been working hard towards something, maybe something where it started out in your fourth house uh, six months ago, right? And now you're at the height, the top, the high point where you're either uh, somewhere in sad season, Pisces, you could be getting rewarded for hard work done or you could be paying the price for not being responsible um, and mature and disciplined, okay, Pisces? Or you could really just make some progress, especially with something, like I say, that you began about six to nine months ago. You could really see some forward movement during sad season, Pisces, okay? Um, you definitely are going to be coming across as more serious and mature. Gemini, you know Sag is right across from you, Gemini. So you're experiencing Sag season through this area of the other partnerships, relationships of all kinds. The highlight spotlight is going to be on the other, Gemini. So it ain't about you right now. It, as a matter of fact, Gemini, it couldn't be any less about you than it will be during Sag season. It's all about the other, Gemini, Gemini rising and Gemini moon. Uh, you can feel most like yourself when you have an other by your side to make you feel more comfortable. You can enjoy the company of others um, during Sag season, Gemini, and you can meet new people and start new relationships or partnerships, right, in this season. And your relationships can be more important to you at this time and you can work on improving them and being more committed. You may come across as more charming, balanced, or diplomatic. You also may, Gemini, have to make some compromises, not like compromise your integrity or your values or your character. I simply mean the very energy of that seventh house, Gemini, where Venus is ruling and bringing the ease and the comfort and the diplomacy and the tact, okay? You can be tactful. You can be pleasant and still be true to yourself, okay? Virgo, Virgo, um, all my mutables, Sagittarius, Pisces, Gemini, and here and lastly for my mutables, Virgo, y'all are experiencing sad season in very critical, pivotal parts of your chart. But y'all are mutable signs and y'all can handle it. But, um I'm confident that y'all can make any necessary adjustments and remain flexible. It's just that it's going through these cardinal houses. And so life is going to feel for you mutables out there, us mutables, Sagittarius, Pisces, Gemini, and Virgo, life is going to feel like it's making major shifts. Self, relationship, career, home and family, the very critical four parts of um, any chart. And so stay strong, be your flexible, mutable selves, uh, you know, like never before, and just flow right on through these significant life changes, my mutables, okay? Virgo, my last mutable, <clears throat> you're going to feel most like yourself when you're at home during sad season in the places you feel most comfortable with your family or with the people you view as family. Um, that you're very comfortable with. You can crave more comfort and support at this time during this sad season, Virgos, 
and you can focus on trying to be more supportive of the people you care about as well. You can get in touch with your emotions, Virgo, and you can show what you're feeling more easily. You may work on starting something from the ground up now, the same place that uh, Pisces is in right now, Virgo, um, is the place, the same place Pisces is in right now, Virgo, is the same place you're going to be six months from now. Okay, Virgo? So you can start something from the ground up now, and it can be something that reaches a high point like it is for Pisces right now in about six months, okay, Virgo? Right now, you're going to come across as more understanding, nurturing, and emotional. Aries, Aries, sun, moon, are rising. You're going through Sag season through the Sag house. Lucky you, Aries. So that's Sag on Sag. And you're going to most likely feel like yourself when you're being super sad, swaggy, okay? When you're being adventurous, pushing outside the fences or boundaries around your life and having the freedom to do whatever you want without anything holding you back, you're going to be feeling in your element. You can pursue Aries opportunities for expansion and exploration and you can open up your mind to the world. You could come across more positive, bolder, or gregarious. You're probably going to come across like a Sagittarius, and you're probably really going to enjoy it, Aries. So live it up. Leo, you, like sister sign Aries, are um, sister, you, like Aries, are sister signs to Sagittarius. So just like Aries is getting a super saggy ninth house on transit-wise, Leo, you are experiencing Sagittarius season through a most enjoyable fifth house as well, your very own Leo rules fifth house. So you're going to feel like yourself when you're being super Leo. You hear me, Leo? Engaging in your hobbies, spending time with fun people, being creative. You can be more fun-loving, even more Leo than you already are, Okay. And you could want to share the love in your heart with others. You can be more affectionate, and people can enjoy being around you for your good nature. You can easily come across more friendlier, warmer, and generous. Libra, you are experiencing sad season through your third Gemini house, which is Mercury ruled, okay? So you're going to be more engaging with others and enjoy company for the mental stimulation, okay, my Libras? You can feel best when you're using your mind and letting your ideas flow naturally. You could feel a little scattered at times, Libra, so try to keep track of your ideas. Third house, Gemini rule, write it down because it's going to be Libra. You're already an air sign. This is an air sign house you're experiencing Sag season through, and Sag is Jupiter rule that wants to expand and grow you, so there's gonna the, the likelihood of you getting a lot of messages, it being busy, having a lot of errands, getting a lot of ideas is going to be high. So you may want to jot some stuff down, keep a pen and pad close by. You definitely want to keep busy and use up the extra mental energy or else you could get really restless. Um, so you're going to come across as more logical, sociable, and intellectual during sad season, okay, my Libras? Aquarius, lucky you, you are experiencing sad season through your Aquarius house, just like Leo, your um, counterpart. 
And so Aquarius is my Aquarius. You can feel most like yourself when you're with friends or in a group or when you're being your Aquarius self. You can be more comfortable with crowds or groups, meet new people, expand your social circle. You can gravitate towards original thinkers and unique people, weirdos and freaks, freakazoids. <laughs> you may want to be independent and completely doing things your own in your own way, and you can rebel against anyone you think may be trying to box you in. This is your time to step out of the box like you like nobody can do better than you, Aquarius, and you could easily come across as more innovative, inventive, or quirky. Scorpio, Mama Scorpios, you're experiencing Sag season through your second house since it's coming out of Scorpio season, going into Sag season. That means second house. That means bam, the energy slows down. And Scorpio, because it's slowing down, you can work on bringing more stability and security into your life, okay? You can take the sad season to focus on the areas that need more stability and security and work to quiet the chaos that you're coming out of have it having been Scorpio season for you. Um because, you know, because you were just having a first house transit and that's Aries and Mars rules, so things were probably moving fast and the energy is high and now it's, boom, quieting down. Okay, Scorpio, you can also pursue opportunities to improve your finances, Scorpio, and you can take up a second job, side gig, or turn a hobby into something profitable. It can be a good time to plan ahead, Scorpio. And make sure you're on the right track financially. You may also want to take more time to enjoy the moment and not feel like rushing too much. You may come across as more grounded, indulgent, and relaxed. You know, Scorpio, I love second house because it's just the house of just, you know, taking off your shoes and walking barefoot in the grass and then just enjoying the scenery and taking it all in. Cancer, Sagittarius season for you is going to be experienced through that sixth house, that Virgo house of work and health, okay? So you're going to feel most like yourself, Cancer, when you're getting things done, being productive, being useful, getting organized, um, tackling work projects, focusing on improving your health and lifestyle. You could easily come across Cancer as more hardworking, logical, and practical, Mama's Tauruses, um, you and Capricorn are last but never least. Um, you can feel most like yourself when you're working on transforming, okay, Tra- making transformations to some aspect of yourself or your life for the better, okay, Taurus. Uh, you can pursue mutually beneficial ventures or projects with another person, <laughs> and you can do well with a business partner. Uh, Taurus, the eighth house is all about the other, like the seventh house, but it just involves resources, you know, um, emotional or financial um, or spiritual. Uh, You could share more with others, Taurus, or you could use the resources of others. Eighth house governs insurance and bonds and taxes and inheritances, okay, wills. Um, so you can have little patience for superficiality, Taurus, wanting to go deep, wanting everything to have depth and passion, 
and you could come across to others as more intense, mysterious, serious, as, as well as mysterious or seductive, okay? And Capricorn, to round it all out, you are experiencing Sag season through, of course, your 12th house because it's going to be Capricorn season next. And so you're definitely going to feel most like yourself when you're on your own, Capricorn, when no one is making any demands of you and you can feel comfortable in the background, behind the scenes or behind closed doors. You can easily shy away from the spotlight because you've got your time coming where you're going to be all up in the spotlight, Capricorn. Uh, but for right now, during sad season, you're probably not going to be as open with others because you're going to want to be a little bit more to yourself. You're going to be going through the same thing that Sagittarius is going through now in Scorpio season, where it's going to be your season next, Capricorn. So you're going to take some downtime. You're going to take some time to be alone and rest and relax. And you could easily feel like other people do drain you or are draining you because you need to shore up all of your emotional resources for yourself during sad season, okay, Cap? And you could come across as more like a Pisces, more intuitive, compassionate, and sensitive, okay? You know, don't just tell people, Capricorn, don't take it personally. I'm just going through a sensitive time. It'll Just give me a few weeks. <laughs> All right, so Tuesday, November 22nd, 11.41 a.m. Central, the moon does square Saturn for an entire day, an entire 24 hours, actually 26 hours and one minute. So from midday Tuesday, around noon, Tuesday, 11.41 a.m. Central to be exact, um, through midday Wednesday, um, 1.42 p.m. to be exact on Wednesday when the moon enters Libra. Uh, but in between that time, the moon is void for 26 hours. Since it's a, a full 24 hours, that's a pretty big chunk of time as opposed to earlier in the week. It was only an hour and one minute void moon for this uh, chunk of time starting Tuesday afternoon through Wednesday afternoon. You definitely want to not necessarily be initiating thing, anything. I wouldn't be initiating anything big until new moon time anyway. This is still waning moon season in our week ahead when this moon goes void. So definitely finishing up is the order of the day when this void moon comes into play Tuesday afternoon. Finishing up things you already started before the moon went void, making to-do lists for things that's going to get done when you can, you know, uh, initiate some new energy again, finding anything you've lost, refine, review, edit, take stock, um, if you are going to get together with anybody, it's people you already know well, established relationships with these people. You're not doing first date Tuesday night, and it's not happening. Um, and uh, you should sleep quite well since it's going to be overnight. You should sleep quite well and peacefully, um, and it's a good time to get rid of any excess, which is also, once again, still in line with this full moon energy. Um, then Tuesday afternoon, uh, we do have a Mercury sextile Jupiter aspect. Let me see how we're doing on time. Yeah, a little less than half an hour. I'll go ahead. I think we can get through the week ahead just fine. 
Uh, Tuesday, November 22nd, 12, 19 p.m., Mercury sextiles Jupiter <clears throat> for the second time this year. It's sextile Jupiter on July 8th of this year. It's only going to do it one time on July 14th next year, okay? And so this fairly rare alignment. Um, when Mercury sextiles Jupiter like it will be next Tuesday afternoon, we're going to be thinking about and planning for our future. We're going to have a broad outlook, and our decision-making skills are going to be excellent, That which is going to allow us to clearly visualize our preferred path ahead or preferred path forward. And so there's positive thinking that's associated with this transit due to Jupiter, that is a good reason why looking ahead is ideal, okay? We get the expanded view and it impacting our mercury, our mind. Um, if you do have to concentrate, like take a test or an exam or study, this is a good energy. You'll probably be less stressed. Um, but even if you're not a Student, if you read or plan, uh, you can plan to travel. This is a good, uh, Jupiter talks about that long distance journeys, right? Uh, you could plan or set up a vacation under this energy. And, and, and likely, you know, it'll be favorable if you do it under this influence, okay? Um, uh, communication should go well with Jupiter impacting Mercury by way of a sextile. You do need to have an important conversation or uh, openly express yourself. Um, it should be, you know, really rich and fulfilling. Um, uh, if you, making friends would come easier under an alignment like this, okay? Um, and, and it wouldn't be so like the normal Jupiter, Sagittarius kind of pitfalls that I've already outlined, like the foot and mouth syndrome. It would be smooth. It could be smoothed out under an influence like this, okay? And so we could count on more tact and diplomacy um, being in, in our communications. Uh, if you do need to debate, negotiate, uh, negotiate a better deal or sign a business contract, this is the energy to do it under. Um, if you were born with Mercury sextile Jupiter like Michael Jackson was, like your favorite astrologer, Mama Dada, was, like Lisa Bonet, Stephen Curry, Shaka Khan, Maya, and Yo-Yo Ma, the composer, then these people, us people, <laughs> uh, they broadened their mind through questioning and curiosity. Okay, yes, I was the child that asked a jillion and five questions. I was the child that asked why now that my uh, uh, air sign niece does the same thing, I think it's hilarious and I get it. You know, I have to indulge her because I totally get it. You just want to know. <laughs> and so um, these people have a wide knowledge as a result of all that curiosity. If something good comes out of it, they tend to know a lot. And my niece happens to be an Aquarius, and their model already is I know. <laughs> so, and um, so open-mindedness is a beautiful characteristic of people born with this in their chart. And these people tend to have broad outlooks on life 
that could lead to careers in the arts or in diplomacy where the gift of self-expression can gain renown, okay? Wednesday, the 23rd at 1243 p.m. Central, Mercury aligns with Saturn at 16 degrees Sagittarius. This happened November 24th last year. It's happening on the 23rd this year, and it will be happening on the 28th in 2017. 2018 and 2019, it will align on the 13th of January. So, Y'all bear with me. I feel a sneeze coming on. I think it's passing, though, because I really don't want to sneeze on the air. But um, when this alignment happens in the week ahead, y'all see how rare it is, so please pay attention. When Mercury aligns with Saturn, that's going to bring the critical thinking, which is needed to be applied to serious or challenging mental work, Okay. Mercury, once again, we've already talked about an alignment in the week ahead with Mercury, so we know that's the mind. But to be directly aligned with Saturn, which is the structure and the discipline, that's that benefit that, you know, you need when you're doing serious or challenging mental work. Um, So definitely, if you don't have a productive outlook for your mind, you could easily end up later next week dwelling on negatives, okay? Uh, That's a low vibrational, sad or pessimistic, negative, critical, fault-finding, dark. And so, uh, and you could find it difficult to get out of a rut if you get into it like that next week. Um, And that kind of negative thinking can lead to depression and difficulties in communication under this transit, okay? Um, any critical words or harsh words or negative words, critical words, you know, um, can lead to um, a lot of problems in relationships if you don't watch it. So you like isolating this very low vibrational pattern, coldness, rejection. And so the key to dealing with the potential heaviness associated with this transit is going to be that that mind, that Mercury, positive thinking, applying your mind to important tasks or even routine duties, something cha- um, serious or challenging, keeping yourself busy is going to counteract the tendency towards meanness and and you know melancholy, loneliness, sadness, pessim- pessimism. So this is a good time for anything that requires patience and concentration and sound judgment, you know, disciplined mind and thinking. So then it, you don't have to worry about it low vibing. Disciplined mind is high vibrational. Negative mind is low vibrational, right? So um, if you end up having, uh, because of, you know, the access we'll have to a common sense approach under this influence, attention to detail and long-term outlook, uh, this would be an ideal time to set up long-term plans, to have serious discussions um, about the more serious hardship, potentially things in life, experience in life that could lead to useful outcomes, okay? So it may be time for a serious discussion in the week ahead, okay? Uh 
you could easily get into arguments with Saturn types like authority figures, elders, parents. Okay, so watch out for that, please. Um, you could be sought out for advice as an elder or an authority figure by younger people or uh, less mature people. Um, so you definitely want to show respect. This is a good time to show respect and earn respect uh, when it comes to elders and authority figures and ancestors and tradition, okay? Saturn talks about tradition. Now, for people like... Um, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Swizz Beats, Ruby D, Naomi Campbell, Edgar Casey, Albert Einstein, Nelson Mandela, um, that were born with Mercury conjunct Saturn in their natal chart. These people have disciplined minds, well-structured minds. They love to apply themselves to mentally challenging tasks and may, in fact, need this okay, in order to keep their mind occupied or productive. And so the major difficulty with people born with a challenging aspect like this is the tendency to get in a rut, okay, dwelling on negatives when when their mind is left unchallenged or idle. Um, some examples uh, you can tell with Lizzie Borden. I believe she's the, the lady who hacked up her entire family with an axe. And Dylan Klebold, who I do believe was one of the shooters in the Columbine incident. And so these people also had Mercury conjunct Saturn in their chart. So you can see how given these these particular people born with this particular aspect in their chart, they cannot afford to have an idle mind. They cannot afford to... Like I was telling y'all when I was going to school and, you know, I doing a lesson a week, that was boring for me because I was done with the weekly lesson the first day. And so the people, I don't have Mercury conjunct Saturn in my chart, but it's a similar energy where these people need to be challenged mentally. They need mental structure and discipline. They They actually have access to the structure and the discipline naturally, and it takes that to be a cold-blooded killer, <laughs> you know, and to dis- to discipline your mind to do anything uh, along that path or along a higher path. So that, my mama's babies, is Mercury conjunct Saturn, and we move right on to 1.42 p.m. on Wednesday, the 23rd, when the moon does enter Libra, Okay. It should feel like a breath of fresh air. Libra is an air sign. It is also a cardinal sign. So we may feel the the need to uh, make a power move, so to speak, in the area of uh, where Libra rules, which is going to be an area talking about socializing and communication, of course, with it being an air sign. And, and really getting along, okay? Um, when the moon is in Libra, as of next Wednesday afternoon, we are going to be emotionally satisfied to be in one-on-one situations, okay? Um, be it socially, it could be a consultation type of situation. If you're uh, consult, you wouldn't be consulting with me on a Wednesday because it's show day. Uh, 
but you could call up, and just us having that one-on-one interaction even on the air is going to be indicative of a very Libra, Libran interaction or relationship, okay? And so um, while the moon is in Libra, we're going to be satisfied to entertain, to be entertained, to enjoy leisure gatherings, um, to see other people's point of view, to compromise, to um, to dote on another, to be mutually devoted to another. Libra is the area of relationships. So we're going to be emotionally satisfied to nurture and to interact with and engage um, the, people, the people that we're in relationship with. <clears throat> it's a beautiful energy if you have to smooth anything out within relationships because Libra is governed by Venus. So Venus is bringing the ease. Venus is bringing the comfort. Venus is bringing the love. Venus is bringing the opportunities for social interaction. Uh, Venus is bringing the beautification. Venus is bringing um, the, the beauty and the uh, the decor, okay? And so the fashion and the, the the sprucing up, you know, the beautifying of your home, yourself, your relationships, your communication, okay? Beautiful communications going on, pleasing interactions, solving problems within relationships, okay? Um, you may find, because Libra can see both sides, that you could uh, deal with some indecision, or an avoidance of direct confrontations in this effort to smooth things out, um, and maybe a fear of losing somebody else's approval if you do stand real hard on one side or the other. Um, but overall, anything involving teamwork or cooperation um, or, or nurturing the partnerships and relationships in your life is going to be very um, pleasing. And, and uh, at, right after that, there on Thursday, November the 24th, 5 p.m. Central, we do have Jupiter squaring Pluto, okay, at 15 degrees. Um, it's the only time we're having this alignment this year, and uh, we're having it twice next year, and then we won't have it again for six years, okay? After August the 4th, 2017, and it, ha- it does occur March the 30th of 2017. After August 4th, though, it does not occur again until May 17th of 2023. So listen up, pay attention. You definitely want to program um, this area of space, this, 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 this time where this alignment is exact the way you want to. It is Jupiter and it is a square to Pluto, so let me help you understand what that means. Um, when transiting Jupiter squares Pluto, Jupiter clearly governing Sagittarius. We've been talking about this entire show, so that's talking about expansion, right? Luck, abundance, growth, higher learning. In a square or challenging, testing power, transformation, okay? Um, so the, under this alignment, we're definitely going to want to succeed, and not just regular Pluto success, but throw some Jupiter on it, you know, even more success, big-time success. So 
there could be an element, because Pluto, when you're talking about a square, then that's when you introduce these lower vibrations of these energies, like Jupiter doing too much or going too far. And Pluto, we all know low vibrational Pluto that governs Scorpio, the very season we're in now, can talk about jealousy, obsessions, right? Uh, manipulation and coercion, being conniving and manipulate. I did say manipulation. (laughs) So it's like it's a ruthlessness when it comes to expressing or exuding your power when Pluto is being low vibrational or being expressed low vibrationally. And so there could be an element of greed or corruption when you're talking about getting to this destination in your career or your life quicker, okay, making more money, but at what cost, okay? Um, personal life can, can suffer under this influence, especially your closest relationships uh, when it comes to, once again, low vibrational Pluto, obsessiveness, compulsive behavior. You know, Pluto, Pluto Governor Scorpio that's talking about our psychology, okay? And so you could really make some real good enemies under this transit, okay? And you could really allow your psychology, any obsessiveness or compulsive behavior, to really create some relationship problems at home and some powerful enemies outside of the home, Okay. Uh, but definitely, like I said, we're keeping it in the realm of people that you're probably closest to where this energy could play out. Uh, as you expand under this influence, Jupiter, uh, your competitors start to lose out, okay? If you're winning, it doesn't necessarily mean that somebody else has to lose, but sometimes it does. And in this instance, that energy or those people feeling this energy could want to retaliate, okay? Um, This is not an energy to cut corners by breaking the law, not Jupiter square Pluto, okay? Uh, You could increase your wealth right now, but you've got to do it maintaining high moral standards if you want to ensure success under this influence. There are influences, and I've talked to you all about them before, where I've told you all, Criminal activity would would do well under this influence. You could probably do some stuff and get away with it under this influence. Not this time. Not in the week ahead. Not uh, uh, leading up to Thursday the 24th at 5 p.m. Central when this energy is exact, okay? I just told you all, it, ain't, it doesn't happen all the time. It's going to happen a couple of times next year, but after that, it's not going to happen for six years. So we don't get that many times to engage this particular energy, and, and, we, don't, and we don't have that many times this energy is going to be in place. So just, you know, word to the wise, this ain't the time to be doing no, you know, underground, underhanded stuff. It can be underground just as long as it's not underhanded because it won't, it likely will not prosper at this time. Pluto is the sign of wealth, okay? Wealth is possible right now. It is a aspect with Pluto, wealth, and Jupiter expansion. So you could get wealthy right now, 
under this influence. But it, 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 you're not going to get wealthy if you have no moral compass. Not under this influence, not with the square, okay? So excessive pride, overestimating your resources, or good old-fashioned G-R-E-E-D greed may instead of leading to your success and wealth could lead under this influence to big losses and even bankrupt. Um, philosophy or religion comes into play with the Jupiter influence as well. So like religious mania or extremism in religion and philosophy would be possible under this time, under this influence, especially if you remain single-minded and self-righteous. So instead of narrowing your field of view, it is much better under this influence, okay, especially if you have, you know, expanding in wealth and power on the mind, it's going to be better to gain a wider and more comprehensive knowledge. So traveling and mixing with people from different backgrounds all will help avoid any chance of bigotry or xenophobia or any other forms of intolerance and ignorance. Um, so a safer way to satisfy what is going to be a powerful urge to experience life to the fullest is going to be to explore the limits of some societal standards or beliefs. You can still stay within the law of most lands while enjoying some cultural taboos, Pluto ruling Scorpio, governing those very taboos, okay? So there's room for this energy to, to, to yet Pluto is a powerful energy. Just make sure you ain't on no low vibrational underhanded BS and you should be fine. Now, some celebrities like Bruce Lee and Albert Einstein and Eminem and Maya Angelou, Zoe Saldana, Shaquille O'Neal, Richard Pryor, Tia and Samira Maori, Shaka Khan and Dionne Warwick, who were born under this very rare alignment of Jupiter square Pluto, uh, these people give they have a tremendous drive to succeed, okay, in whatever their chosen field or project. I just got to talking to you all about the potential for wealth under this energy and influence. Um, the Pluto intensity combined with the Jupiter uh, energy to drive these people forward through any obstacle, okay? These people are determined to succeed, and it's backed up often by a strong belief in themselves or a belief that they are destined to do something special in this life. Now, we'll mention that Ted Bundy and Scott Peterson, both killers, <laughs> also have this alignment. So that's I, I, I like to give a, a, a variety and a, a wide spectrum of people who were born under particular influences or alignments or aspects or positions, planetary positions, because I want to show y'all the range, how you can have a Maya Angelou born with Jupiter square Pluto and a Ted Bundy born under the same exact thing. What you believe, Jupiter, is important because you got the Pluto power, whether you Maya Angelou or Ted Bundy, 
but what you believe is going to depend is going to be the determining factor of if you're going to be able to turn a a corner of moral fortitude, okay? Or if you're going to turn another corner, Ted Bundy, Scott Peterson, of moral servitude. Emphasis, key word on serving, like the, them sentences they serve in right now, okay? You might want to use your power for good and not evil, or you're going to eventually have to pay, okay? Let's see. We got a couple of minutes left. I will mention, uh, although I won't be able to dig too deep into it right now, we can get into that next week. Uh, Friday, November 25th, 5.50 a.m., we've got Venus aligning directly at 15 degrees with Pluto. Uh, it's the second time it's happened this year. First time was February the 5th. It'll only happen once next year, January the 9th. And so uh, I'll speak more on that next week when we're doing the weekly recap. And Friday, November the 25th, also at 7.45 a.m., Venus squares Jupiter, just a couple of hours later at 15 degrees. We'll discuss that in the week ahead as well. Friday the 25th at 7.52 a.m., the moon opposes Uranus for 18 hours. Uh, yeah, the moon opposes Uranus, sending the mood into void status for 18 hours and nine minutes, which is most of the day Friday, okay? Keep that in mind. The moon does not enter Scorpio until Saturday the 26th at 2.01 a.m. And after that, Saturday the 26th at 7.38 a.m. Central, Mercury does trine Uranus rounding out the week ahead. Y'all, we have seconds left. I seeing y'all on the line. I appreciate y'all calling in to listen. I appreciate y'all listening online. I appreciate y'all sending the astro love gifts, ordering the birth chart report, signing up and subscribing for the monthly service, and all the all the love from my mama's babies, from my listeners, and from, you know, you guys all over the world showing love week in, week out, Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio Frequency, MyAstrologyCoach.com, Mama Dada Astrology, every week. Ahead of time, as usual. Love y'all. I say I'm in love. Peace. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.